the Australian and New Zealand Army Corps, the Anzacs, were decimated at Gallipoli in the First World War. It was said to be a baptism of fire for those nations. Australia and New Zealand were said to be born in blood. They came to age through horrific trial. That's one use of the phrase baptism of fire. Uh, much less tragically, a baptism of fire might refer to a stormy first year of marriage or a difficult first match for a football manager. Baptism with fire is the birthing of something new through affliction. John the Baptist preached that all of us need a baptism of fire. In fact, he argues that fire will either be the birth or the death of us. Matthew chapter 3 from verse 9. People are queuing up for baptism at the Jordan River. And he says, Do not think you can say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. I tell you that out of these stones God can raise up children for Abraham. The axe is already at the root of the trees, and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptized you with water for repentance, but after me will come one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not fit to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fork is in his hands, and he will clear his threshing floor, gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Notice the two kinds of fire. There's, there is an unquenchable fire that is due to us who are like chaff. We're disconnected from our life source and we're meant to be exuding life and uh, vitality. Instead, we're just dead, producing just chaff. And there's the unquenchable flames that are headed for us. But there's this other alternative. There's a baptism of fire. And actually, John is saying to the whole race of Israel, look, Israel, you are meant to be a vine, a fruitful vine, but what do you do with a vine that is fruitless? It's no good for furniture. It's no good for anything except firewood. That's all it's good for. So Israel, you are headed for unquenchable fire. And in fact, Israel stands at the head of nations and the world is set for unquenchable fire. It's a fearful threat. So with the flames beckoning, what should we do? Well, John says, fight fire with fire. We must be baptized by Jesus with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And that kind of fire is the answer to the unquenchable flames. Being baptized with the Holy Spirit and with fire is the kind of birth that fire will give to us. Fire can either be the birth of us or the death of us. So what does it mean to be baptized by the Holy Spirit and with fire? Well, you need to keep reading in Matthew. And in chapter 3, Jesus, at the head of the queue of all those sinners about to get baptized, he dives into the waters and baptizes himself into our condition. That's what Jesus' baptism is all about. It's about him in solidarity, saying, I'm with you, I'm for you, I'm joining you in your predicament. There you are, cut off from God, estranged facing the fiery judgment. I'm going to join you. And as you read through Matthew's gospel, you see that Jesus does indeed join us in solidarity. He is our champion, taking on all comers, taking on everything that gets the better of us. Temptation gets the better of us. And in chapter four, he takes it on. Sin gets the better of us. And throughout his life, he lives sinlessly, gaining victory over it. Sickness gets the better of us. And yet Jesus vanquishes sickness everywhere he goes. Nature gets the better of us. And yet Jesus is able to stand up in a storm and say, quiet, be still. He's baptized into our kind of life and he takes on 
our enemies. On the cross, he takes the fiery judgment that we deserve. Fascinatingly, in Revelation chapter 1, it's said that his feet are glowing like bronze that is glowing in a furnace. It's like he's gone through the fiery furnace that we are are meant to face. And on that cross, he bowed his head to the unquenchable flames, took them on himself. And now on the far side of that fiery furnace, he rises up and he says, get baptized into me. Don't face the deathly fires of unquenchable flames, but instead get baptized into me and receive the Holy Spirit and fire. You can't escape the flames. You see, when you come to Jesus, there is still fire to face, but it's the fire of life, the fire of the Holy Spirit. And yes, as you join Jesus in his kind of life, you will lead a life that includes suffering. There will be a furnace of affliction, but you don't face that furnace alone. Jesus was baptized into your life, took those flames so that you can be baptized into his life. And now the flames are not for us a judging fire, but a refining fire. And so Jesus says to us those famous words from Isaiah chapter 43. And he says, yes, there is a baptism to go through. There is suffering to handle. There are flames that you need to handle, but you handle them with me, says Jesus. So today... Don't face the fiery furnace of judgment by yourself. Don't face life by yourself. There will come trials. There will come affliction. There will come flames, but face them with Jesus. He was baptized into your fiery judgment so that you can be baptized into his way of life, his way of the spirit and fire. And you can know for certain that you will not face the fires of judgment anymore. Jesus promises you this. Hear these words as the words of Christ. Isaiah 43 from verse 1. This is what the Lord says. He who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, you will, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. <laughs>